Blog Talk Radio. It's Sunday evening, and welcome to Blog Talk Radio. Your hosts for tonight's show are Robert Brining and Jeremy Dunn. They'll be taking your calls and speaking on the topic of the week. You're encouraged to call in and share some of your life experiences with us. The number to call is 347-215-9442. That number again, 347-215-9442. Welcome to Pause I Am Radio. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Pause I Am Radio. I am your host, Robert Brining. This evening, I have a special co-host sitting in with me, Christopher Myron. Hello, Christopher. Hey, Robert. How you doing? Good, good. How are you? <laughs> Honestly, I'm a bit exhausted, but I'm doing well. <laughs> <laughs> did, you, did you move? Did you already move to D.C.? No, I'm actually moving on Sunday. So <laughs> I didn't even okay. pack or do anything yet. No planning, no t- nothing. <laughs> Okay. Well, first, let me say happy birthday, because your birthday was, what, yesterday, right? Yes, thank you. So happy birthday for that. Thank you. Um, thank you. I also want to send a happy birthday out to Bob Bowers, whose birthday is today. Um, we love you, Bob. Uh, and um, you just got a new job, so tell us a little bit about that. You're going to move to D.C. Is this uh, something, I guess, obviously something that you wanted? Are you excited about moving to D.C.? I'm excited. I will be excited once I get there. It's more. I'm a little more nervous than anything because it happened rather quickly. I'm going to be working, actually, pretty much with Brandon for the with the Community Access National Network. I'm going to be their policy, financial, and office manager. So, it, it it's a little nerve wracking, but I'm a bit excited to be working in the HIV AIDS community. So, well, that's awesome. I, I sure hope so. Because <laughs> pretty much just giving up everything here in New York, but I think the whole the well, whole well, world knew. Well, you hated New York City, didn't you? Like you kind yeah, of like I do. you loved it, but you you hated it. It's like a love hate thing. Trust me, I'm 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 really happy to leave New York, but it's just happening so quickly. I guess it just really hasn't hit me hit me yet. But I'm I am very happy to go to DC. I love it there. So. Well, yeah. The good thing is, is you're moving at least now to another city, so at least you'll have resources hopefully available for you to help well, you out with everything. Like, yeah, I mean, D.C. sounds like everything's going to be on the same level as it is in New York, which is a good thing. So, I mean, you know, it's like every day there's like a new waiting list, but so far D.C. and New York seem to be doing all right. So hopefully that will stay that way. Well, let's keep our fingers crossed on that one. Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> getting a lot of hand. I just saw that you, um, you're you blogging now for um, the ADAP Advocacy Association on their blog, Did, and you just recently put up a blog post, I think, right? Yeah, it was actually published on Friday. Every now and again, Brandon yeah. asks, uh, brings up a topic and asks me to write about it. So this one was about uh, yeah, this one was about losing access to ADAP and what it means to be HIV positive. I wasn't speaking really on like a personal. I mean, it, it, you can tell it was like kind of my, like a personal view, but it was more like what it's like, what it's like being HIV positive nowadays with everything going on with people losing access to medical care and what will happen or what could happen if uh, this is going conti- to not only continue but get worse. So I basically said uh, at the end, you know, it's, it, it's great that we hear all these wonderful stories that everyone's so healthy and doing well, but I'm just hoping that one day that may not be the case. That, that'll probably not be the case, and I hope that doesn't happen. So, Well, hopefully some, of the, yeah. some legislators out there are reading that and, you know, trying to, you know, we'll see what happens, though. Yeah, I'm getting feedback in the uh, chat room. Uh, Travis says, great article, well-written. Um, you know, and that's Thanks, true because you write, you know, wonderfully anyway. So, you know, you have that kind of journalism, um, you know, in your blood, I guess. I mean, did you go to school for writing or anything like that, or are you just always a writer? No. Yeah, it, just, it was always something that I liked to do. But in college, uh, my major, I really didn't have any exams. It was all writing and all research papers. So it just kind of came together all one day, and all of a sudden I became HIV positive and I learned how to write. <laughs> <laughs> God, I wish it was that so, easy. <laughs> yeah, no, oh, please, you write wonderfully yourself. <laughs> oh, please, no. Um, so um, what else did I want to uh, talk about before we bring Justin on? Um, tonight, you know, we have a, a great guest, Justin B. Smith. He's been on before. Uh, uh, he even co-hosted a, a show with me, I believe. Uh, Justin's a journal, you know, his blog on the body, or you've been to his website, um, justinbsmith.com. Um, he's an amazing blogger, and he's one of, 
the few people that really put themselves out there, and he does video blogs, which like you, Christopher, do too. I personally do not do them because I don't have the patience to edit them and all that, but I really want to get into it. But Justin was one of the first people that I discovered who was doing these video blogs. Um, right. This is kind of before I started sharing uh, my own story. And, you know, it was, it was very interesting because he's somebody who has completely turned his life around and went from kind of like most of us do have been down to, you know, drinking, using drugs, doing things we shouldn't have been doing, living that crazy party life, and then switching around and now doing wonderful things for people. Did I mention why I was so tired from this weekend? <laughs> Were you out partying? <laughs> yeah, just a little bit, just a tad. No, but yeah, he's a wonderful guy, uh, Justin. I, I watch his videos, and they get a lot of hits, so I'm glad that he's he's out there advocating his life. And I'm actually, I, I hope I get to see him plenty. I'm sure I will now that I'll be moving to D.C., and I'll I'll mention it to him when he comes on. You will see each other more than you know, trust me. <laughs> I'm sure you guys will. Because um, he's not that far of being, you know, in Maryland. Oh, okay. So it's it's really close. I mean, it sounds like, oh, he's in a whole other state, but it's kind of like a hop and a skip, I think. Because he, he, he came up, remember, when we were there for the ADAP Summit last yes, year? Yes, I do. Yep. In July. So, um, again, this year the ADAP Summit is coming up from July 5th to the 7th in D.C. If people want to uh, check that out, I believe that there are no more scholarships available. But you can still register and come down, and, and, you know, you'll be able to meet me, uh, Christopher. Um, Justin may even be there. But you'll get to meet a lot of cool people who are there to help um, and um, the ADAP waiting list. Um, so you can find information on that event at the ADAPTadvocacyassociation.org's website. And Justin's coming on. He came on before and shared his story before. And like I said, he came on and did a night of, I believe, a night of hot topics with me. I'm almost positive he did. Um, and then he's going to come on tonight and talk about his new book that he just wrote, a children's book called I Have a Secret. So I'm very excited to be bringing on my friend and fellow activist, Justin B. Smith. Hello, Justin. Hey, guys. Hi, Justin. How are you? Hi, Christopher, and welcome, welcome, welcome to the beautiful city of D.C. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, really? I was like, oh, wow, cool. I didn't know you were moving. Yeah, it kind of happened like two weeks ago. <laughs> hey, it's awesome. It's all good. And, you know, welcome. Thank you. Looking forward to it. I'm sure you'll be hearing plenty from me, and pretty soon it's, you're going to be like, oh, it's him again. I understand. It's going to be fun to have you in the same city. So in, 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 where I live in Maryland is literally 20 minutes away. So. Oh, good. That was going to be one of my questions because – Thanks to these ADAP waiting lists, Virginia, the state of Virginia, is not even an option for me. So I think I'm either going to move to D.C. or the state of Maryland. So that's great. Maryland to hear. actually, Maryland actually has one of the best healthcare systems in the United States. It's actually really good. It's called they actually have they have something called MADAP, a Maryland um, assistance program. So so. Oh, I I'm going to look that, into that then. Yeah, definitely look into that. I mean, Maryland has one of the best healthcare systems in the United States, like compared to a lot of other states. Oh, well, you just made my night. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. No problem. I mean, I I work in D.C. and I'm a government worker, so it's kind of like, you know, I, I I have really good benefits, so I'm really not affected a lot by what goes on with um, uh, ADAP. But um, you know, I used to not not work and not be able to you know work and be out of a job, so I had to find some funding for my medication somewhere. So I went to MadApp, which is in Maryland. And it's a really, really good system. I'm going to be looking it up as we speak, so that's great. I'm so glad you told me that. No problem. No problem. Maryland kicks ass. No. <laughs> <laughs> it will now that I'm there. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yes, another another cool HIV and AIDS activist that lives well, in Well, I'll try. Awesome. I'm actually very nervous about working in politics because I never actually – Worked in po in policy before, so I mean, I guess if I'm gonna, I'm so passionate about it, so hopefully that'll exude to the legislators that be instead of getting a lot of mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh so, God, yeah, yeah. So I'm a little, that's why He's I think I'm a political. little nervous. Yes. <laughs> well, that's fine. But you'll be fine. You'll be fine. You'll love it. Thank you'll you. Love it. Thank you all. 
So, Justin, I know uh, we, want to, we want to talk about your awesome new book, um, you know, I Have a Secret, but I want to give a little bit of a background to people who may be listening who may not have heard your personal story before. Can you give us a little bit of background of, like, when you were diagnosed and, you know, how you came about to creating Justin's HIV journal and all that good stuff? Sure. Um, no problem. I actually, um, back in 2005, I went through a really hard breakup, and um, I went ahead and, you know, dabbled in some bad behavior. Like, I started doing cocaine. I started drinking a lot. Um, actually started doing cocaine um, during the breakup, and, like, you know, that was a trigger for me. And so um, then I started literally, like, you know, um, started, like, just kind of going out a lot and uh, having a good time, supposedly, and, you know, picking up guys randomly and get drunk. And, I, you know, half the time I wouldn't know what happened that night. I, you know, that's just what I was going through. And so, but I do remember who infected me, which is surprising. But, um, so back in 2006, I went to the doctor because I wasn't feeling well and I threw up five times and I had no idea why. I mean, it couldn't be the flu because it was summertime and I was like, well, I usually don't get the flu in the summertime. I usually get the flu in the fall. And that's usually just the way my body works. But um, I went to the doctor and, um, I mean, sorry, I went to the clinic to get tested for HIV and um, they said, Mr. Smith, you've been, you've been infected with the HIV virus. Um, May 2000, actually, oh my gosh, I'm about to hit my anniversary. I'm just <laughs> realizing that. Oh. <laughs> um, wow. It? Um, it's actually Memorial Day, May. Oh, cool. Memorial Day um, weekend. So it's um, kind of, wow, didn't realize that. Well, I'll happy anniversary. I know, right? <laughs> I've been infected since 2006, diagnosis, so that's five years, but infected for six. But, um, yeah, so after I found out I was infected with HIV, I started getting a little bit um, more into bad behaviors. And so, you know, basically my friends had to come to me and say, Justin, what the hell are you doing? What are you doing? What is going on with you? And so that's when I decided, I said, okay, I need to, get my life straight and then I met my husband who also helped me with that and um, yeah so then I decided back in 2008 because I had to go on medication I said well I'd like to see somebody who's documenting their documenting their life um, documenting excuse me their life um, audio and visually on the internet and I was looking and I couldn't find uh, I, couldn't, I found some things but I just couldn't find anything that really detailed it so I decided I would take a camera into the doctor's office with me, medication specialist with me, um, because, you know, people need to see what people like us that, you know, are on medication have to go through the first time going on medication. And so that was when they put me on medication back in 2008 when my T cells dropped to 295. Hmm. Are you scared? Oh, <laughs> um, I'm not like scared of scared. medication. Not like you know what I mean. I didn't mean like scared of dying. I mean scared of like you know what I mean going oh, the on medication, the medication for the first time. Yeah. Um. Yeah, because I was afraid of the side effects. Because I, you know, I'm I'm really scared about wasting, and that's a really big. I think that's a really big scare of mine. That you know, I'll start my body will start wasting, but um. Also, like, I, you know, I'm very conscious about my weight. Um, somebody, a good friend of mine said, kind of looked at me after not uh, seeing me for, like, a couple of weeks. He said, have you gotten skinnier? And I literally almost had a shit fit, and I, like, ran to the bathroom. And I was like, oh, my God, oh, my God, I can't. No, 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 I have to eat. And so literally I took down, like, a three-course meal within, like, an hour. So, <laughs> Yeah, you know, I kind of have a little self-conscious thing about that, but you know, it's just being. You're not human. alone with that. I actually, for a long time, this past couple of months, I did the same exact thing. Someone would be like, "Have you yeah. lost weight?" I'm like, "Oh my god, oh my god, medicine's <laughs> taking over." So you're right. not alone in that. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly, and you know, it's funny because like with the medications, I was a little scared. I had some, you know, side effects when I first started. I had a bad case. It was so it was so embarrassing, but now I can kind of look back and laugh at it. I used to work as a medical um, specialist um, or a medical technician, and so I'd be in scrubs all day. So 
you know, I was wearing my scrubs, I was sitting down, and I, you know, in my office, and I kind of closed my door because I thought I had to um, pass gas. And so, <laughs> and so that wasn't the case <laughs> because the medication gave me diarrhea. And so I was like, thank God I'm in a hospital where I can take care of myself right now. Right. And it was really embarrassing. But now I can kind of look back at it and like, you know what? Wow, that's kind of funny. When they really say that shit happens, shit really does happen. So, oh my god! So, yeah, I know. I'm sorry. I had to be a little uncouth. I apologize. But it's but it's but it's the truth. It's the real truth. I mean, people have to go through this. That are, get on medication sometimes, just their body getting adjusted to it. And it's the truth. And you know, that's the reason why I just you know made and created Justin's HIV Journal because people need to see the truth and not have things kind of like, oh, well, you may feel some discomfort. No, it's going to hurt like hell. That's what you mean. <laughs> Your video was actually the video I found online when I was about to start meds because I read a lot and it said, you know, side effects could be this, could be that, could be that. But I, your, that was the first video I watched of you when you started talking about, I think it was like a month or something after you started your meds, mm-hmm. and you were just saying like, how you were feeling and the fatigueness and things like that. And I could just tell that you were like, you were a little drained, but you were like, you, you were sounding hopeful. And I was like, it was just a very touching video that I watched. I remember that Thank very you. well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it was really hard, like, at, at first. But then I was like, okay, my body got used to it. And, you know, it was fine, like, after a couple, you know, a couple months. But I was on the Reyes, Travada, and Norvir regimen. And then I kind of looked at myself in the mirror at one time, and my eyes were, like, like yellow. And, you know, I went to my doctor. I, I changed doctors, got a second opinion. And the new doctor was actually, you know, an HIV specialist. And um, he said, what regimen are you on? And I told him, he said, okay, that is one regimen that a lot of the doctors just, you know, they put patients on and they don't really care. They just say, go ahead and take, you know, Reyes, Norvir, and Travada, and that's the first regimen that they usually give out. So he changed my regimen to Prezista, Travada, and Norvir, and that's a lot better for me. I've, I had no side effects whatsoever. Okay. So it's really good. Awesome. That's good. And how long have you been on them? Um, wow. Only for about two years. That's cool because I'm, I'm on Travada and Accentris, and I really have – the only side effects I have are insomnia, which I don't know if that's the meds or if that's just me in general. <laughs> they definitely got a lot worse since since I started meds. And then I just started breaking out in, like, this red, it looks like eczema rash. Oh, uh, you know, yeah, yeah. I thought eczema it was, was kind common. of like the shingle. It's not shingles, but it's just it's like this patch. No. And it's, yeah, it's like on dry, my neck. Patch of dry skin. Yeah, patch of dry like, skin, yeah, right? Yeah, but it's gross. Is it just on yeah, your neck, or do you get it on your torso as well? No, I, I had it on my chest years ago and it went away and then like two weeks ago it showed up again on my neck and it, it just looks like a whole bunch of dry patches because i got that yeah. when i was first diagnosed and they ruled out eczema and all this other stuff and it just pretty much went away i don't know what it was it was weird so i don't know if it had to i've been pretty lucky like with the like you know everything that comes along with I think they, I think the only, I've only had, I had thrush one time, and that was awful. <laughs> but that was the only, I think, the only infection that I've had. I have a question here in the chat room. Somebody, um, uh, Mark, uh, he's friends with you on Facebook, he says, he's curious to know how old you are. Me? Yeah. Oh, I'm 31 years old. 31, 31 years, years young. young. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah. Well, please go to your I website. If you go to justinbsmith.com, there's plenty of photos there that make that you look 21. So, oh well, then you know Photoshop is a god blessing. So, <laughs> <laughs> Photoshop is a blessing. It's like my best friend. Oh, thank <laughs> God. And my photographer I'm does a really good job. <laughs> what? 
What, I said, thank God I'm Latin. I don't have to worry about any of this aging stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> you two are so funny. <laughs> so, Justin, tell us um, a little bit what, what it was like telling your family that you were positive. Oh, gosh. Well, my dad, you know, he is really strong, and he kind of, like, you know, he took it like any like any regular dad would. Well, well, you know. You still got to get up in the morning. You still got to, you know, keep going. So um, just give me a call if you need me, and I'm always here for you. And that was basically it. (laughs) (laughs) My mother, on the other hand, I was not able to tell her. I told a relative in confidence that she would not tell anyone. She told her mother, who then told my mother. And my family called me crying and they were like, oh, my God, oh, my God. And, you know, my brother said, well, we heard you had AIDS. Is that right? You know, do you have AIDS? I'm not kidding. This is serious. And I said, well, no, I don't have AIDS. <laughs> and I left it at that. And then my uh-huh. brother, of course, my brother goes, wait, wait, okay, do you have HIV? And I was like, damn it, he's too smart. kidding. <laughs> So, like, you know, he said, do you have HIV? And I said, yes, I do, I have HIV. And then he started crying. And then I just said, you know what, put me on speakerphone. I need to talk to you, all of you at one time. And I said, I don't need you to cry for me. I need you to be strong with me. And then that was it. And then they all, you know, came, became supporters of me and, you know, what I, what I was trying to do. Um, and, you know, they, they, they support me. My family is very good about um, things that I need, like, if I just need, you know, to talk about certain things, about going on with me medically, they're there. They're there. And, you know, I've been pretty lucky. I mean, I know a lot of people that once they tell their family that they have HIV, their their backs are turned and they don't want anything to do with them. I knew, I know this one guy who's younger than me, he's 25, and I just, I went on a show called The Guys at Brunch, and it's a Baltimore show, and it was with another guy who had HIV, but his diagnosis was AIDS, and, like, he told his mother that he had AIDS, and she, you know, I'm not, I don't want to say she's ignorant, but she did not know about AIDS. She said, oh, you can get rid of that with a shot. And I was like, oh, I know she didn't say that. And he was, yeah, she, he, she said that, that that's what you can get rid of AIDS with, a shot. You can go to the doctor and get a shot and get rid of AIDS. And I was like, oh, my God, <laughs> I hope you educated her. And then he said that they don't even talk anymore. Wow. Wow. So, uh, it's, like, it's, stories like that are just heart-wrenching. I mean, I get emails upon emails about, you know, I get an email all the way from the Philippines, and it was just, like, it was heartbreaking. I couldn't, because I couldn't do anything for him, and, you know, it's like, you know, what resources could I give to him? I can give him online resources and stuff like that, but... Usually when it comes to somebody in my area that needs help, I sometimes will you know, go to them and, you know, let's have a sit-down talk about it. Let's have coffee. There's a 19-year-old boy that I took, well, man, excuse me, that I took to get tested. And, you know, I'm not going to say his results, but, you know, he's, he's in a better space now regardless if it was positive or negative. But, you know, I, I, I just, I have a huge heart when it comes to compassion. I'm just very compassionate. And, you know, it's just, all these stories that come to my way, it just, sometimes it just moves me. No, I'm sure. I'm sure they do. Um, I have a, a question uh, coming out of the chat room. Um, so I guess what, what we'll do is we'll move on now to your book since people are starting to ask questions about it in the chat room. They're getting anxious. They're oh. in the wall about I have a secret. So um, tell us a little bit. I guess we'll start with Janine. Janine asks, what were your inspirations for writing the children's book? Well, actually, it's kind of it's kind of funny. I I just sat down and I I was actually coming home from Chicago. Me and my husband were coming home from Chicago on a train, and we met a nice another nice couple. Um, and we you know started talking with them, and one of them was a writer. And I said, Oh, well, I've been wanting to write a book for a long time. You know, how do I get started? And he said, Well, if you write the book, you know, I can give you my, give you to my publisher, and you can see how it goes. But I thought long and hard. I said, well, what do, I want, what do I want my book to be about? And I said, well, I want it to be for the community. And, I, you know, I'm, me and my husband are actually thinking about being foster parents next year. 
and I was like, well, I want to do a children's book, but I need it to have, like, it needs to be positive. Like, it needs to put a positive message out there. And I said, okay, well, then I'll write about a young man with HIV. And then I said, okay, well, what could I possibly put into this book that I've experienced myself? And <clears throat> the little boy Jay in the story um, is the is the boy with HIV, and he's living with it. And the book is basically about like how he comes to terms with it, and how the people around him are affected by his story. Um, I kind of took myself into it a little bit. Um, when it talks about his home life, he lives alone with his dad, and he has a secret. And his dad says, you know, you really shouldn't tell anybody about it. And I remember me being gay, um, yeah. you know, growing up, um, how I really had this burning secret. Like, I really wanted to tell someone that I was gay, but I couldn't, I was too scared. And my dad, um, lo and behold, you know, found out that I was gay. Um, <laughs> and I, and he said, you know, you shouldn't tell anybody because people might, be, people might hurt you. And he was being protective of me. And that's how I can, that's how I came with came to um the inspiration for the book. And also I wanted to help children that were living with HIV um to, to help other children know that, you know, these kids are just like you. They're just like you and they want to be, you know, played with, they want to be hugged, they want to be touched, they want to be regular kids and you need to give them that. Right. Um do you uh I don't know how much you want to talk about, how much in depth you want to talk about the whole concept and the storyline of the book. Mm-hmm. Um, but, because I don't know if you want to give any of it away for people to buy the book and, you know, to actually read it. But I personally read it and, you know, I was moved by it. And I, I, called, I told you this before. Um, it actually brought, like, fear to my eye when I read it, especially the relationship part um, with the son and the father. Um, just, you know, I'm just having that whole relationship with, his dad, um, just because, like, I didn't have that kind of real, I guess, open mm-hmm. relationship with my dad. So mm-hmm. it kind of really brought a tear because my dad's not with me now, so I kind of wished for that, wished I had something like that. It was, mm-hmm. it was really, really it was touching for me. It was a, it was a book that, as, an, as a 30, almost 32-year-old adult, I actually enjoyed reading it and got something out of it. I could take it a little. Wow. wow. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Wait, was that what you said? <laughs> I was just making sure. Wow, you know, I will just go now. <laughs> Have a good one. <laughs> no, no, no. Honestly, I thought it, it was great. I, I hope you don't mind that, uh, of course, that I read it. But I wanted to ask you, um, I saw pictures uh, that you were you were reading it to a bunch of students. I, I'm assuming. I, I'm sorry, my mind is like all over the place at the moment. So, how how's the response been uh, when you're reading the, your story to the to these kids, or you know, the, like the parents and the teachers? Like, is everybody supportive of this, or eyes rolling? Well, like, what what is that like? It's kind of funny because I mean, I will say that <laughs> it's. I remember I told a friend of mine. I said, "Well, I'm I'm thinking about writing this book and." I, it's all done, and I think it's I think it's going to be good. And I and you know and my my friend said, okay, what is it about? And I said, well, it was about a little boy with HIV. And he said, what? Why would you want to write a book about that? And I said, because there are children in this world with HIV, and you know there are a lot of children that don't feel accepted. And, you know, they have this burning secret and they can't tell anybody. And it's not meant to tell them to go and tell the world. It's just meant to kind of let them know that there's somebody out there that's thinking about them. There's somebody out there that understands what they're going through. That's all the book is meant to do, really. But, you know, it's it's kind of funny that I've gotten this kind of mixed reviews. <laughs> like, actually, I sent it to a friend of mine who works at, um, you know, the Children's Hospital Center. And he said, oh, this is a great book. But... We really can't pick it up because I think that I can't remember his reasoning, but I think it was along the lines of, you know, this is a great inspiring story, but it doesn't really mesh well with our mission. I think that's what along the lines it was, and um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it really wasn't. It wasn't. He didn't really like it, but um, 
It's been, wait, wait, wait. wait. It's, he it's didn't like it because of what? He didn't like it because it didn't mesh well with the mission of the hospital, I think. Well, I, that doesn't make sense to me. I, it doesn't make sense to me either. But, <laughs> but wow. you know, the one thing is that you got to do is, you know, when you do stuff like that, when you, when you, when you put yourself out there and you do this, what you think is this great work for the community and somebody comes along and says, you know, this really isn't what we wanted, you just kind of say, oh, okay, and you kind of just move on to the next one. Because you have know, you tried have you have you tried to get them in the, the local libraries? Oh, it's 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 been like <laughs> the, the book has just only been out for a month, and right. I literally have done two book sign or no, uh, one weekend of book signings in Cleveland, and I'll do right. another one in Chicago um, um, later on this month. But like the thing is, it's been crazy for me like every weekend has been so busy i haven't had a weekend to kind of just sit down for a weekend and just call people and ask them where can i send the book you know who do i send yeah, it but to that's, and that's one thing you should mm-hmm. try to look for like there should be like a local free library you should just be able to go there and there and just drop your book off and they'll take it you know what i mean but it, at least if mm-hmm. it's there people can access it who may not be able to afford to buy it Right, right. You're right. Yeah, that's actually a good concept. I'm it's actually running It's a good thing to do, you know. And um, actually, uh, I have a caller on the line, so I'm going to go ahead and bring this caller on, area code 402. Welcome to the show. What's your name and where are you calling from? It's Janine. Hi, Robert. Hey, Janine. How you doing? Hi, Janine. Good. How are you? Hi. I just question? called because, yes, I actually don't really have a question. I just wanted to comment. Um, I am an HIV-positive mother, and... I'm probably happy Mother's Day. So, thank yeah, happy you. Mother's Day. <laughs> I just hope I don't cry because I won't. You probably Hello? won't give it understand me. Can you hear me? Yeah. Hello. Okay. Someone's saying hello, but Robert, hello? can you hear me? Yes, everyone's fine. I hear you. Okay. Hello. Um, I just wanted to say that I really appreciate and respect the fact that you wrote this book because I think that. It's so important for kids um, Hello? to be heard on some level and to have something like this. And in the research that I've done, I haven't come across very many things that are for the for children like what you wrote. And I just wanted to say that I think it's amazing and I think it's fantastic. All right, well, you're going to probably repeat that because somehow we just lost Justin. <laughs> <laughs> he was the one saying hello. Um, for some, I don't know what it was. For some reason, he must have got disconnected. So, uh, Justin, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Sorry about that. I'm so sorry, Janine. I, I don't know what happened. All I heard was, <laughs> I'm an HIV-positive mother, and then, crack, it was done. Okay, I'm so. sorry. <laughs> no, I just said that I think that it's amazing um, that you wrote this book because I think that in the research that I've personally done with children and with children's books, there's not a lot of information. Like, there's summer camps and stuff like that. But for actual information, um, mm-hmm. there's not a lot. And I just think that it's fantastic. Um, and I don't know, like I've shared before that, like I tell my son, like I have bugs in my blood. You can never touch my blood or anything with mommy's blood right. on it. And I just think that it's fantastic that you wrote a book um, to teach kids because they need that. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Well, I mean it. <laughs> so thank you. Thank you for writing it. <laughs> no problem. Thanks for calling in, Janine, and happy Mother's Day. Thank happy you. Happy Mother's Day. Nice. Happy Mother's Day, Janine. Thanks. All right. Bye-bye. That's a sweetheart. I'll be right back. I have to get my Kleenexes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, because that's. That's touching because I literally was like trying not to lose it as she was talking. I was like, "Oh my gosh, don't, don't lose it, don't lose it, don't lose it." <laughs> yeah, she's a sweetheart. Now, let me just uh, officially open the lines for people who are listening and may not be in the chat room. Uh, you can go ahead and reach us here at the show and speak to Justin yourself at three four seven two one five nine four four two, or tweet your questions to at POSIM, um, and we can send them over to to Justin for you. So. Um, Justin, now that you have the book out, you said you have book signings. You've been doing a couple of them. Um, where can people find the book? Um, the book can be online. It'll be, it is actually online right now as of the only place right now you can find it. It'll be 
later um, going to Amazon.com, but now, right now, as of now, you can find it at www.creativehousepress.com. Okay. Www. Creative House Press. Oh, Creative House. Yes. Gotcha. H-O-U-S-E. And if you are actually on Facebook, you can actually uh, type in I Have a Secret and um, his book will come up under the pages. I'm going to actually put the link into the chat room for people now. If you'd like to go purchase the book, you can go check it out there. Um, So tell us a little bit about the reaction has been from your family about the book. Have they been, you know, have they had a chance to read it? Yeah, actually, it's kind of funny that you said that. I actually yesterday just dropped off my dad's copies. He ordered 10 of them, (laughs) and I went to his house and autographed one for him and one for his girlfriend and then, like, um, my godmother's copy as well and um, another aunt's um, copy. But, like, yeah, my dad totally, you know, was like, wow. He He was like, wow, this is amazing. And he went ahead and bought 10 copies. My mother just bought... Oh, let me see, one, two, three, four. So she bought about the same amount as my dad. <laughs> and, wow. and, she, and, she, you know, and she gave it to her part of the family. My, and my 92-year-old grandmother has a copy. Wow. Yeah, she, and, I, and, I took a pic, and I took a picture with her with the book, and it can be found on my Facebook page, like in the album's um, Books and Friends and Family. And it has my 92-year-old grandmother with the book, and she 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 read it. She loved it. So I know you were saying uh, earlier that, uh, you know, you've been in Cleveland and everywhere else doing book signs. Are you going to continue uh, circulating this throughout the country, do you think? Or, like, are you going to continue to read this in schools? Like, do you really have an idea how you'd like to market it? Um, it you know, it's kind of hard because it's the first time I've ever – written a book so it's kind of like oh I have to oh so I have to do this to to market the book oh I I didn't know I I worked in publishing for years and I can uh, firsthand tell you that uh, yeah unfortunately you'll be doing a lot of the marketing marketing yourself (laughs) yeah yeah, right exactly but I'll be more than happy to help you Oh, I would love that because I'm going to need it. <laughs> but, like, um, you know, and D.C. is a very small town, so it's not I'm, – I'm pretty much going to just say I can probably do another book – I can do a book signing in D.C., and I probably will. I just ha- haven't had the time to kind of do a lot of the work that I wanted to do because I've been, you know, going – I just came back from Cleveland last weekend. This weekend is Mother's Day. Yeah, it's like it's just every weekend, and the weekend my book came out, I was in Atlanta. I mean, it's just every single weekend I've been away, and it's really hard to kind of um, come back and say, okay, I need to call these people to see if I can do a book signing there at their bookstore. And before you know it, yeah, and the time's gonna go by, and then your publisher's gonna be like, okay, time for a revision. Where's your second book? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, pretty much. It's kind of like um, because I kind of, I kind of said I was going to write a second book and you know I kind of already put it out there I'm like god now I really have to <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's like I kind of said it uh, on his radio show and it's like now I have to do it <laughs> <laughs> I have a question coming out of the chat room from Travis um Travis asked what inspired you to tell your story as it tell a story of a young person living with HIV have you met young people living with HIV? Not until recently has Travis himself thought thought about it as a young person disease. Only thought about it as an adult disease before. Wow! Did I make that's, any sense with that? That's that's yeah. It makes it makes sense to me. Um, I don't know many. I'm not going to say I know a lot of kids with HIV, but I do know some. Um, what inspired me is that. You know, it's kind of funny, like, that's exactly what Travis said. You know, when you think of HIV, you think of somebody um, who's older, um, you know, maybe maybe just, for example, like, in their 30s, like I am, and, you know, you either think of sex or drugs. Um, 
because, you know, that's uh, HIV is, or transfusions. And so when you think about it, you know, you don't really think about kids. And, you know, you, you know that concept of have kid having an HIV is kind of lost. You know, how could a kid have HIV? Oh, my gosh. But it's true. There are children out there with HIV. And so I decided that this is what I wanted to do. Um, and I wanted to, you know, help in any way I possibly can. And, you know, some of the proceeds of the book are going to go to the Elizabeth Blazer Pediatric AIDS Foundation. Oh, that's, that's wonderful. Awesome. Yeah. Guess but, I'll have to um, buy ten copies myself. Right? <laughs> ten copies, that would be <laughs> fine. <laughs> <laughs> that would be fine. No problem. That would be, yeah. <laughs> but, now, are you um, going to continue to keep writing new books, or...? Yes, I pretty much kind of I kind of just put myself out there, didn't I? I kind of just did that. <laughs> like when my publisher said on the radio show that I did like a week ago, he said, um, so I, I hear you're writing a second book. I'm like, wait a second. Oh, yes, I am. Uh, yep. Yeah, I am. Kind of, kind of put it out there like that, I guess I am. So I have to get going on the second one. <laughs> is it going to be a children's book huh? or? Is it going to be yes, another children's book? Oh, oh, okay. Yes, it will. It will be okay. another children's book, but I think it will be my last children's book. I think I just wanted to write about these two subjects, and that was it. The, su- the second subject, um, hmm, I don't know if I should tell, <laughs> so I should say anything, but um, it will be about a, a subject matter that is very big right now. I was going to say, remember what I just told you about marketing yourself? This is a good example. We can market you on the radio show. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's yes. That's but it'll it'll be about a subject matter that's you know pretty controversial right now, um, especially being the um, LGBT youth um, subject matter. Gotcha. Well, I wish you the best of luck with that. I mean, obviously, I'm sh- we we can use that type of literature. Yes, definitely, definitely. I mean. Um, I need to kind of reach out. There are certain organizations in our area, like Metro Teenage. Um, I need to reach out to them. And a um, really good friend of mine, actually Christopher Barnhill, born with HIV, um, very verbal and a lot about it. And um, he works there, and he's actually a really good resource if anybody needs any help. Oh, wonderful! Yeah, yeah. And especially also, because I'm going down. What? Go ahead. Ahead, no, all I was saying is because, I, yeah, I'm going down to D.C. pretty much blindly, so I have no idea what the resources are down there, who's who, what's going on. I might even forget to take my meds. <laughs> like, there's so much going on down there. No, I won't, obviously, but so, I hope not. You're being really helpful to me tonight, so I much appreciate it. <laughs> no problem. You better not um, forget your meds because I'll uh, hurt you. Oh. Well, I, I have a question for you. How often do you guys forget your meds? Oh my god, I try. I, I, I'm. Oh, I try so hard not to, you know. And it's it's really hard to to remember. But you know what I do is I put my pillbox next to my nightstand. I literally wake up and there's my there's my meds, and I take them right when I wake up, which is around uh, six to seven a.m. Like either it can be from six to seven those hours. Um, that one hour. Like how, like how so, many times in a month do you forget? Say how many days? <laughs> I'm trying no, no, to no, answer the me, question. Me and Joe <laughs> just had this conversation, um, and I was asking him the other day because I forgot my meds yesterday. And I was like, oh, darn, I forgot my meds. And I was like, how many days do you think I really forget? I was thinking like maybe one. He's like, probably like five days a month you forget. And I was like, really? That's a lot. Oh, my God, that is a lot. <laughs> Oh, oh my God! God. I help it. Yeah, I God, forget I forget like, like once a month. I've only been on meds a little over a year. I think I forgot twice, and I'm like, oh my God, I'm gonna die. No. <laughs> no I, <laughs> meanwhile, I don't I'm know still why here. I'm so forgetful. I forget like probably once a month, and and then like it'll be like a rarity that I'll forget. Yeah. It'll be very rare. Like um, I have the old-fashioned trick of having a watch that's like it's like clung to my skin now, like you can't take it off. <laughs> I mean, every night at ten o'clock, it goes off. I'm like, oh, God, do I really have to get out of bed now? <laughs> See, so why don't you take them in the morning? What? I take mine in the morning. Why don't you take them in the morning? 
I take them both. I take one in the morning and the others at night. The one in the morning I just take with my morning coffee and egg sandwich. So that's that's just part of my routine. So I never forget that. At night mm-hmm. it's kind of more, you know, I may be out at a bar or something, you know, living life. Right, really, yeah. Like, oh, darn it's that time. Actually, really quick story, really quick. I was at a bar the other night, and it was like 10 o'clock at night, and you know, I knew it was almost time for me to take my meds, and I have no shame. I'm like, I'm going to take them in front of people. I really don't care what people think. And this guy right. we were hanging out with, he actually said to me, he's like, oh, I see you're popping some pills. What are they, your AIDS pills? And I was like, oh, my God, did you say that? I said to him, actually, yeah, they are. They are my AIDS pills. He, and then he was like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And he tried to be supportive. I'm like, too late, buddy. <laughs> I'm like, you really should just shut up. <laughs> that is hilarious. What are those are AIDS pills? You're like, um, yeah, they are. Yeah, they actually are. <laughs> I just felt so good. I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's almost like he could have, like, twisted his arm a little bit with more about guilt. He's like, yeah, these are the pills that help me survive every single day that I take them. But I guess, in a way, it was a good thing because for the next 20 minutes, he was asking me all these questions, and I guess I educated him a little bit on the oh, that's subject. Good. I mean, that yeah, wouldn't sure have been the ideal that way again. to do it. <laughs> yeah. That's good, though. That's good, though. I mean, it, it's it's pretty cool. Like I said, I'm looking forward to leaving New York City. <laughs> <laughs> um, no offense well, to anyone that's in New York. No offense. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think that you'll, I think that you'll love our city. I think you'll love it here. It's, um, it's probably a little slower than New York, but you oh, know, it's that's so good. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, just a tad so, Justin, how did you get involved um, with blogging over at the fabulous site, thebody.com? Well, actually, it's kind of funny. I was blogging. Let's see. I, I was doing it myself, kind of just like you know, on YouTube, and then I got my own blogger site. And then I said, okay, well, you know, I'm just doing this to see what happens. And lo and behold, I think, I don't know how many years later, they called me or emailed me and said, hi, we'd like to interview you for thebody.com. And I said, oh, okay, that sounds cool. And then I said, oh, I see you guys have blogs. And he said, yes. Um, um, And that was with uh, Goldman. Bonnie Goldman was there. And I said, oh, they have blogs. And she said, yeah, yeah, actually, you know, I was going to ask you if you wanted to start writing for us. And I said, not a problem. And then um, I started writing for the Black AIDS Institute um, about a year ago. And so what they do is actually kind of funny because whatever the Black AIDS Institute, like whatever they publish, the body actually replicates it or syndicates it on their website too. Right. Yeah, so it's been kind of, it's been kind of cool. It's just I actually had to step back from writing a little bit because I was just being pulled in too many different directions. And, like, I had literally writing for six different publications, and I was just like, I'm tired. (laughs) Yeah, that wears you out really bad. Um, And for people who don't know uh, what the body um, is, if you go to thebody.com, it is, like, the largest AIDS resource. Um, And they have uh, different bloggers on there. Um, and you can find Justin there. You'll find I have a blog on there. And, you know, I'm going to contact Olivia, and I'm going to have her um, check out Christopher's blog, because I think Christopher would be great there. Oh, yeah, oh, great. definitely. Just, yeah, yet another place I have to write. Wonderful. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. It doesn't make me feel better I'm that there's to somebody be nice. out there. Right. It makes me feel better that there's somebody else out there that's writing for just as many publications as I am and being stressed out about it. Yeah. Yes, but no matter what, I will always, I'll always swear by blogging for Paz I am because I say it a bazillion times. I fully support it. It's such a great site, and of course now with my new newfound career, I'll leave it at that. Hey, you never know the body. Have have you um? I didn't even look at the body lately. Did you? Are you able to market your book on the website? You know what? I have not marketed my book on the website, but it's probably a good idea. Yeah, I really Actually, think that would be one of your best places to see if you can get some place to put it. Well, we got to start charging him by the hour. I know, really? <laughs> what? <laughs> start charging him by the hour for all these marketing. For oh the marketing advice. You know, I'm just going to be your literary agent. How about that? You know what? I was just uh, you're going you're coming into DC anyway. There you go. There's your second job. <laughs> The pay is going to be crappy, but this is a second job. Oh, <laughs> uh, really? Well, you know what? I really can't help you then. 
<laughs> yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to pull together some resources and then and then pay you. <laughs> well, obviously, I know DC ain't I, cheap, so <laughs> I was gonna say I need a grant. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, there's so many different so um, nonprofits in the area that are closing their doors. I mean, literally. We oh, had... don't tell me, don't tell me that, because I'm about to work for one. Please don't tell me that. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Never mind. Okay. Blah blah blah. <laughs> Canceling that ten book order as we speak. Which, which one are you about to? <laughs> Christopher, which one are you about? Are you working for? And you say? Uh, Can Community Access National Network. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, they're a great bunch of people. So obviously, I will be at that uh, ADAP meeting. Kind of expected. Will you be there, Justin? I actually may be able to make it. I'm actually looking. I was looking at my schedule, and I think I'm actually going to be free that weekend. No, it's, um, it's um, during the week. It's like a it's like a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. It's the, no, I thought it was Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Not oh. this one. This one's during the week. <sighs> the whole point Gosh. is because towards the end of it, you know, so we can like go to the hill you know, as as in unison and send our message while they're open because they're obviously not open on the weekends. Oh, that's right. And that's funny because you won't be far from me when you go to the hill. I'll be working. See, I hate when well, all maybe the one activity activity come up and we can go to dinner. That'd be fine. That'd be great. But I, I hate mean, when all the, you know, because like, that's what happened last year, right? Yeah, you came up and we went to dinner. Yeah. Remember we ate at that nasty place that you took us to? What nasty place? That's Christopher, do you remember? Oh, Annie's <laughs> that Steakhouse? Annie's Steakhouse, yeah. wasn't that the name of it? Yeah. Whatever it was. It, it ran away like through you like an AIDS pill. Huh? <laughs> what? <laughs> well, I know where to not take Robert when he comes visit. <laughs> comes visit. I mean, really? <laughs> Seriously. Incredible. <laughs> I no, thought it hit everyone's stomach. I know it was mentioned earlier, but just to reiterate, I hope anyone that is in the area who can make it to this meeting because it's really important to get more voices for this because this crisis is just getting worse and worse. So, yeah, I'm reading. It's it's. I mean, I did read before. Um, it's just it's it's awful out there, and I'm just like, wow, how can the these people? I don't know. I'm just exactly. Kind of, That's all you can do is just huff and puff. Like really. I, yeah, I know, and I just couldn't believe it. I'm like, these people are reading on the list to get coverage. I just don't understand it. I just don't understand it at all. Mm-hmm. And that's why we got to make noise, and that's why the ADAP Advocacy Association is putting the summit together to really bring focus on it, and that's why they released the PSAs and things of that nature. Um, we're down to the last eight minutes. I just want to real quick let people know if you are interested in calling in, now is the time, 347-215-9442. And remember, you can visit Justin at justinbsmith.com. Justin, tell us a little bit about, I know uh, you were also featured in uh, Logo's uh, HIV and Me uh, video that they yeah. uh, produced. What was that yeah, like for that... meeting on Zyna? <laughs> that was so much fun. Actually, I, you know, I, what I did was before when she, actually almost right after she came out as HIV positive on the RuPaul's Drag Race, I actually did a entry on Justin's HIV Journal, and I said, and I thanked her, and I said, thank you, Angina, for for doing that. You know, I'm sure it was hard, but, you know, coming out of the quote-unquote HIV closet is also almost equally hard, or, or even more harder than coming out as a gay man or a, gay, or a lesbian or um, transgender or bisexual. It's it's really hard. And I thanked her on that re- video, um, that video blog, and she, then she replied, you're welcome. And I'm like, oh, my God. And Jenna just talked to me. She just talked to me. YouTube. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And so when I saw her again, yes. Did we lose and him again? Her. I don't know what he keeps doing, but he just totally oh went out. <laughs> well, totally just, like, disconnected. He must be on a cell phone. Oh. Well, I have a starstruck moment then really, to tell you really quick. <laughs> Go ahead. I, I met Daniel Logan this weekend on, at, in Fire Island. Oh, how was that? That's right. You were, you were on with him. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 of course, uh, he was in costume at first. I'm like, Daniel Logan? 
he was like so taken back. He's like, oh my god, like who knows me or whatever. I'm like, it's me, Christopher right. Marion. And then he freaked out again. He's like, oh my god, Pazayan, how you doing? He was so excited. <laughs> <laughs> so he says hello. He was wonderful. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's yeah. Hilarious. Not as exciting as on China's story. <laughs> I don't know what there he is. Are you on a cell phone, Justin? No, I'm not. I'm totally not on a cell phone. I don't know what you keep doing. Hey, your I bills. I don't know what I'm doing. I hey, your bills. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, I use that money for my meds, so I can't pay my bills. But if anybody uh, out there would like to, I would love for them to pay my bill. Funny that you say that really quick. If anyone, that's another thing that I was talking about in my blog that Robert mentioned about the eight on ADAP Advocacy Association dot com. We talk about choosing between meds and paying for the rent and food and stuff. So it's a good article. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. It's I remember that I remember those times and it was awful because I was like I can't even I, I I had to borrow so much from my friends and family. I mean they literally helped me out. I couldn't couldn't pay my bills. So I mean it would be like without lights or without meds. I had to pay for my meds, so I have to have that. Right. And it's only gonna that like I keep saying, it's only gonna get worse. So the more voices we have the better. Right. Yeah. I agree. I agree, um, Justin. I just got a tweet to um, to, um, to to the Twitter account for Pause. I am asking, um, what was? Wait a minute. Where did it go? Shoot! I just closed, <laughs> wow, I just closed it out. Tonight. We are some hot messes, but we are hot. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> what, right. Um, what? Um, oh, I, I don't know where it went. <laughs> oh my god oh, 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 it, You lost your tweet what was the, I lost my tweet I better pick it up What was? Uh, were you always somebody who was Very vocal about being gay and, and, and like being out in public About it or did HIV Make you become public in a roundabout way Is what the question was tweeted um, Actually I've always been very vocal About being about being who I was um, But it, I mean not at first At first I was scared um, scared out of my mind you know, um, I never really wanted to show that I was gay. I wasn't really a proud of who I was, and um, but I, I, I pretty much said to myself, like, okay, you know, Justin, you've always been very loud about <laughs> about everything, so why not be proud of who you are and you know not hide it from anyone? So I just decided that's who I'm going to be. I'm going to be a very loud gay black man, <laughs> and. <laughs> <laughs> and and then never gonna know they do. I know, thank you. So, <laughs> <laughs> so so when I found out that I was HIV positive, I said, Okay, you know what? Wow, um um hmm, I'm just gonna accept this and move on. I mean at first of course I was crushed, but you know, I said, I'm just gonna accept this and move on. And then I decided that I would be a loud gay black HIV positive man. Well, I think you do a great job at it, especially since you're um, so involved in uh, what is it, Mister Leather Maryland? <laughs> um, yes. What am I walking into? <laughs> and let me we say one thing. Let me say one thing. Pizza. Somebody actually said, "Well, if you want your book to sell, you're going to have to clean up your Facebook page." And what they meant by that was kind of like cleaning up the pictures of me in leather and you know and you know let me just say this to everybody that can hear me i am a proud hiv positive you know i mean sorry i'm a proud black gay leatherman and i don't care who sees that i am and when i said that i'm not going to change who i am i'm not going to hide who i am they called me stupid they were like oh then you're stupid i'm like well no actually i'm not stupid i just don't want to be put back in the closet and i'm not gonna be put back in the closet by anyone. Woo! Raising my hand like God. Woo-hoo! Amen, <laughs> you proud gay black that, man. <laughs> right. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a proud gay black leatherman who just happens to be HIV positive. <laughs> there you go. Right. <laughs> and I was Mr. Well, Man Leather 2010. Hoorah. Dustin, <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we are down to the last minute, so I want to thank you so much for hanging out with us. It was like I thought I was chatting on the phone with some girlfriends. <laughs> are we live? Much we are. <laughs> 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 but 
Justin, you know, I think you're amazing. Um, we love you here at Pause I Am. We think you're great. And I just wish you much success with this book and Thank all your you. new ventures. I love you guys. You guys are awesome. I like you guys, too. <laughs> well, Christopher, we have to do brunch when you come into town. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to it. At the Beacon on a Sunday, that's the gay brunch in, the t- in town. So, Shocking. Just don't go to Annie's. Yeah, don't go. <laughs> You're never going to let you, me live that down. No. I'm never going to let you live it down. You have a great night, Justin. All right. Good night, guys. Good night. All right. And I want to thank you guys all for tuning in. And you can find more information on myself and the show at pausim.com. And Christopher, your blog address is? Uh, Christopher versus HIV.blogspot.com. Or they can find you under Christopher Myron on Pazayam or Facebook or wherever. Everywhere. I get around. Great. All right. Well, thanks, Christopher, for hanging out with me and, and being the show. Robert. I really appreciate it. Anytime. And happy anniversary, by the way. Thanks. I appreciate it. No problem. All right. Have a great night. You too. Bye-bye.